can do whatever the Hyundai you want. Hey, I'm Ricky Stenhouse Jr. G'day, I'm Marcus Sambrose. Hey, this is Kenny Rowe, and you're listening to the Fuel Pod. This podcast covers all things motorsports. It's unfiltered, it's unbashed, and... Ooh, f***. We're going crazy. Wow, that was uh, uh, oh. Chad. That was, that was I left our thing up. What? I left our thing up. <laughs> oh, wow, you totally did. There it is. Here we there are. There we are. There we are. Oh, Forty-one episodes know. in, still growing pains. Hey, I'm over production. Okay, you be quiet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's nothing, Jay, that gets me in the mood for racing like Celine Dion. Nothing. Just wanted to throw that out there. It was a it was a completely appropriate choice because I, it, it was, was nighttime in Bahrain. I like it. Alonzo was driving at night so hard to get to the podium. So hard. Yes. Yeah. Plus, I dig I dig female singers that can that have voices that literally could lift buildings off the ground. And she's one of. Them. She is one of them. She's pretty amazing. Yeah. If you could have seen yeah. me, everybody out there in, in viewer land, I was jamming out pretty hard back here behind the mic. I, I was hitting the high notes. I woke up a couple of kids, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> anyway, man, we got a crazy show tonight. Um, yeah, we're gonna man. Be talking, it's going to be mostly Bahrain. For I'm so most glad of the we finally have a race to talk about. Yeah. And then so we got excited. our F1 history series again. And then yep. we've got the madness that was IndyCar St. Pete this weekend. I'm sure Mikey might dig that a little bit. Um, so a lot to talk about, obviously. Then we have the NASCAR minute, um, where we'll, well unfortunately it'll be a 30 second Kyle Busch's retirement. Um, <laughs> anyway, mark that up as the first time in 2023. That, I, think that that the, I think that might be the uh, is that the second? Yeah, I think it might be the second, so maybe the third. Who knows? Anyway, I'm going to add this to the stream. And we are going to do fun with captions tonight um, based on Bahrain from the F1 race. And then we're going to break down each team's performance and or lack thereof. And there might be a rant in there, Mikey, if you're if you're waiting on it. Yes, I am busting out the uh, Aston Martin hat tonight that F1 Farmer grabbed for me at Coda for the Austin uh, GP. Cool. I like it. So, and there's it. reason behind that, obviously. So let's get let's get started with the quick Bahrain uh, presentation here. So, this was our first slowest the start of the race, and tell me what you thought when you watched it. But I mean, they got crazy and wide, and I mean fast. I mean, this is literally right after the lights went out. Yeah. So my immediate so, reaction is, holy crap, they're 13 wide. You know, because like you can see it. I mean, they are racing on yeah. every part of the racetrack. It doesn't matter where they are. I mean, they're they're even even the guys in the back. If you look at the very back of the picture, even the guys that aren't being forced inside are down low past the white line. It's crazy. Yeah. And you and you can totally tell. Um, a all my captions actually got taken off of this slide. That's crazy. Uh, sure but you can tell that they were immediately on the horn with with Checo because you can see him covering down on on Carlos signs right there yeah, just to run him wide. Yep. I mean, I mean, he's in the pit lane. They both are. They're both in the pit lane right there. Well, I mean, Verstappen's just dang near. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I looked at, you watch Verstappen's beginning of his last three Bob Reigns, and you'd think that the other 19 guys would figure it out at this point. 
but he immediately goes to that to that spot. Yeah, he does. At the now. beginning of every Bahrain. So just real quickly, uh, I'm going to welcome all of our listeners that are audio only. Uh, if you're listening on 105.3 ESPN or on your podcast, Jay has a pretty awesome slideshow up here talking about just a seven seven images from Bahrain that tell the story. And so that's a good reason to go to our YouTube and watch and subscribe to our YouTube and watch us. You can still hear yeah. us. You know, if you want to listen to the audio version while you're driving around or you want to listen on ESPN Paris 105.3, then then do that. But but um, also watch the YouTube version so you see the cool slideshows and the little stuff we have on here. Yes. Anyway, sorry, Jay, go ahead. All right, so next slide. Um, so here we have Master Staffing on the left, obviously, with, with, with Charles Leclerc on the right. This was as close as anybody got to Max Verstappen for the rest of the race. All day long. And literally, at, right after this, probably five laps after this, he had a 10-second lead, and it increased to 25 seconds at one point. And, and Chad, you brought up, you sent me that, you forwarded me a TikTok where, they, where the pit crews were literally telling him he could slow down. Well, he asked if he could slow down. To help save the yeah. car and th yeah and it, they slowed him down by 0.7 seconds a lap i think and they said he was uh he was going a second faster a lap than everybody else and what did he tell them though that i, I thought it was kind of chintzy what did yeah. he say he said uh if i'm going to slow down you better make sure checko slows down <laughs> what? What punk, man. <laughs> come on he's not catching you bro you know what i mean they're not trying to they're not trying to get him up there to pass you just right. calm down yeah he didn't um, even didn't even get close no, it was never even a race. I mean, but it did bring up a point, and I actually didn't think about it until you were just talking about how dominant he was during the race. It tells you that maybe practice, and I mean, not qualifying, but maybe practice, they were holding back a little bit um, because they weren't this dominant in practice. No, they weren't. And, and, and really, they weren't all that this dominant in qualifying. No. So I wonder if they were holding back just knowing full well what they had, you know? Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, and, and we'll talk about it when we get to when we talk about Red Bull later. But yeah, I mean, it was insane. There wasn't even anybody on the same planet that he was on during no. this race. And it was just really obvious. It really is impressive. So, it's, on? It's, I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but it is impressive what they've done with that car. Yeah. Sorry. Go so ahead, this, moving on. This is Lando Norris. Uh, oh, sorry. This is where he was the whole time. Yeah. It's a good so, spot for him. I, I think he was just sitting in the car going. He <laughs> didn't actually get to race. Um, he had all kinds of problems. There was some kind of pressurization problem that they had to keep pumping the car up on. And it was weird, but they brought him in like every four laps. So I think yeah. he finished up three laps down. I just hate that for the team McLaren. You know, Oscar goes out. I just, I hate it yeah. for him, man. Hate it. Well, you know. Not really. I love every second mean. of it. This is me, but I, I think Oscar deserved it. And I don't think he deserves it in the long run. But like I said last week, I, I felt like what he did to Alpine was was pretty raw and reckless. Yeah, I got you. I mean, somebody invests $4 million in them in you, and then you just go somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I don't really, I don't yeah, get I that. Yeah, it's a little crappy. Yeah. That's so, for sure. Anyway, um, this was the move of the night, in my opinion. Obviously, it's my opinion, but nobody overtakes anybody on turn 10 at Bahrain. Not ever. You do if your name's Fernando, by goodness, Alonzo. Yes. And, you know, these two have a checkered past. They were teammates before. Yeah. Um, at McLaren, oddly enough, uh, 
But, you know, uh, Fernando got the better of him this race, which, you know, for seven years didn't happen. But so they're heading into turn seven the, and then turn eight, the Chad turn. And Fernando stays on the outside and keeps fainting to the outside. And he and it was like he wanted Hamilton to know, I'm going to the outside. And then coming out of turn nine, and this is where we're seeing at the bottom of turn nine heading into turn 10. Which is a tight, he, I mean, it's a tight turn. Yeah. Like a split second before this, he was behind him and to the, to the outside and he dove down. Hamilton went a little wide and Alonzo dove right into that corner and basically put that tire right on that curb about another split second after that. It's crazy. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. like you said, it's a really <clears throat> tough place to pass somebody. Even virtually it's tough. It's a beast move. And the funny thing was I was thinking about really solid overtaking moves. And my favorite one last year was Lewis Hamilton when at Silverstone, when uh, Perez and who was it? It was Perez. It was a Ferrari. And um, oh, yeah, it was, it was Perez and Leclerc. And they were so fighting Sainz and Hamilton in the past lead. both of them. Yeah, they were trying yep. to push each other wide, and Hamilton just snuck in below both of yep. them. Actually, it. you know what? I mean, I was watching the – well, we watched Drive to Survive, and they had that on yeah. there. And I think that was my favorite race of the year. I yes, mean, what, yep. what an insane – and yeah, that's the race that Max Verstappen, like, had a piece of another car in his front end and had to race. Remember that? Yeah. Like car, he I, ran over some debris and had, like – like, there was, was just a lot the going on. U, Huge wreck. Yeah, huge. Race. I mean, you so, talk about we they rolled an entire season of F1 into one race. It was fan. It was just a really, really good race. Like if that was your first ever race to watch, I mean, you got a good one. Yeah, it, it was it was solid. And of course, at the end of the day, um, they gave Fernando Alonso driver of the day. He deserved every uh, it, second of that. Yeah, he did. And you know, the funny thing was, if he didn't get it, then his teammate should have got it. And if his yeah, teammate Lance. didn't get it, then it should have been Pierre Gasly for sure. By the way, Lance Stroll, man. Uh, under um kind of went under the radar a little bit but yeah the dude couldn't use his left hand yeah like i mean they were talking about how he couldn't change his turn angle and couldn't do certain things because his left hand basically didn't work i mean really really impressive drive by him yeah he earned i mean i already liked i told you before when we first were and doing this like podcast him. and and i was like there's something there and he needs to find it and we don't know what that is but he found it this yeah, game. I really think this may be a huge confidence move for him. Actually, last week I said if I believed in Lance Stroll, then I think they could do third. Yeah, and and he proved me wrong this week. I mean, one weekend yeah. he proved me wrong for sure because and he he may have found he may have found what it you know what I mean. Yeah, and I want to dig into this when we get to like for sure. to the teams, but absolutely. Um, let's just go ahead and finish this one out. So the last I mean, one is the obvious one. It's the podium, and I had captions for this. I don't know what happened to him, but. Like you got Checo standing there basically saying in his head, Oh my God, I'm the new Boltas, which he is. He is hundred percent. I mean, he 100%. is literally the new, new Boltas. And you know, you got, and I don't think you could get a more smug look on your face than what Verstappen's got. And it's probably not what it is. It's probably like, man, no, I want they, this to be over so I can party, but catch it at the right spot. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's media. And then obviously San Fernando on the podium was, was a big deal for me. He's one, you know, one of my favorite drivers, if not my favorite driver, but uh, just, just an, just an unbelievable motorsports competitor in general yeah. and yeah. definitely in Formula One, two-time world champ. So, you, 
I, I'd never been really a big fan of Alonzo. Not that I didn't like him, you know, but yeah. I mean, just kind of indifferent to him until this year on Drive to Survive. Again, Drive to Survive helps tell these guys' stories so you get to know them. Because if you're just watching the race every week, like me, I don't get to dive into everything. Right. So just watching the race every week, he's just a driver to me. And getting, how about touch my camera again? Getting to hear his story and see him be, you know, like he thinks of himself as the bad guy. You know, he's like, oh, always yeah. the bad guy, always the bad guy. I, kinda, I, I, I dug that man like i just i kind of I like i, I like that so they want me anyway. to be the villain i would be the villain yeah <laughs> he's just a so good anyway. dude. seems like a really good dude so let's go ahead and break down the team performance okay um and we'll start with uh we'll, we'll start with red bull and i'll let you go since you're a big red bull homer i, I mean you put on here it was no fun to watch it was i i said it last year I said it with Leclerc and I said it with Verstappen. I don't want the championship in the season to be this way. I yeah. want it to be close. I don't want Red Bull to run away with it. I don't care who it is. Uh, and you're right. I'm a Red Bull team guy and a George Russell driver fan. Yeah. Um, I, but I don't, I mean, like, I, I don't want them to run away with it. And, you know, George Russell said, we're all just going to watch them win every race, which is obviously not true. But, Oh man, I just I don't want it to be a twenty five second win every week. I don't think that's good for the sport. I don't think it's fun for fans. Um, actually, you're coming up with a uh, a fantasy, which hopefully Fuel Pod listeners everybody will get to. It. And I'm not putting you on the spot to explain it. I'm just saying you're you're coming up with a fantasy program, fantasy F one thing that kind of takes away just watching the front because yeah, the midfield is where the best racing is. Yeah. So and we're anyway, gonna, that's kinda, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm going to call it midfield F one. Yeah, I mean, midfield is the best racing. This is Jay's brainchild, and hopefully we'll be able to unleash it by the end of the year, maybe the start of next year. But um, anyway, that's that's all I kind of had to say about Red Bull. Just boring racing. They're fantastic. They hit their marks every time. They have the best car on the field. They have the, probably the best two of the best five drivers on the on the grid. Um, but that gets boring real quickly. So I'd rather watch midfield and see what's going on. I mean, I have as much fun watching McLaren struggle and just be terrible as I do anything. So... <laughs> Anyway, I thought Checo's podium comment that was also on TikTok was pretty funny when they when they're like, well, <laughs> you know, what you, what'd you think of the what did you think of the race, Checo? And he goes, Yeah, it's always good to see three Red Bulls up, three Red Bull cars on the podium. You know, and at first you're sitting there and you're like, wait a minute, what? Oh, I get that was a hit. And I bet I bet Christian Horner gave that to him. Probably, yeah. I, I bet he said, Hey man, when you get up there, say it's always good to see three Red Bull cars on the podium. Because Corner's yeah. the one that has the most problem with Aston Martin's car. And we, you know, we told y'all that they would. Somebody posted um somebody posted like a side by side, and they're not identical cars. No, they are not. Not this year. That one that they rolled through last, last year. year where they were all standing but there this drinking year it's the not. green Red Bull. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely hundred percent not the same car. It doesn't look the same. It, it's not. I mean, so just they need to let it go a little bit. Yeah, they do. I mean, the but, only thing they took off the Red Bull car is the is the side pods. But first off, Aston Martin isn't the only one that did it. No. Second, there's only an, a finite amount of side pod designs you can use. Yeah. And there's really Just only three original ones. Yeah, there's only three original ones on the grid right now. Ferrari, um, Red Bull, and then the no side pod option that Mercedes uses. That Toto has already said they are scrapping. <laughs> They're done yeah. with yeah, we're going to so get to that in a second. There's going to be two. But anyway, we, we can move on to your team. Well, before I, I do want to say this, I had oh, an interesting I'm sorry, I took stat. away from your Red Bull, didn't I? No, my Red Bull part was really simple. No 
no team that has won the opening race of a Formula One season has went on to win the championship. Which is weird. Uh, you know, last year, I, I think Verstappen would have won it, but he had an engine issue. Yes. Um, I but don't still know. he didn't win it. That's true. I mean, you know, yeah. they've never they've never been better than I don't know. I I still think you know it's first happens to lose without a doubt. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote my dad from when I was a kid when he said figures line liars figure. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, you know it's one of those things where you know every stat is meant to be meant to be uh, broken or record or whatever. Uh, so this is a negative stat, but I you know I still think they're gonna run away with it. Uh, so I'm yeah, going to Aston Martin. Um, story of the weekend. Story of the weekend. You know, it was one of those where the past couple of weeks, you and I have been talking about, is it real? Is the hype train real? We're not the only ones. Everybody has. I, I know Maddie at, at P1 and the, and the guys at the uh, at the Pit Stop podcast as well. They, you know, everybody's wondering. Will Buxton with, um, with Formula One talking about, we wonder if it's real, if it's something they're going to hold on to, or is this just a flash in the pan? And it still could be a flash in the pan. But absolutely, they they carried through with it this this past weekend at Bahrain. What what made me feel good about this week is exactly what you just said. Everybody saw it in testing. Everybody saw yeah. it, and if you were going to not be good, this would have been the week because you have all the pressure on you, and you fold right. Like you have right. all the pressure on, and you don't do well. Well, they had all the pressure on them, and they exceeded a lot of people's expectations anyway. So, yeah, I, I feel like, man, it's it's. Um, I think they may be the story of the year, to be honest with you. And I, I undersold them. I said fourth. Um, I, I think. Yeah, they're a strong contender for P two right now. If they can keep this up, which you you brought up a good point on the bottom, and I'll let you talk about it because it's something yeah. I don't really understand, but. I mean, they're they're going to be good if Stroll, Stroll is going to be the linchpin on this thing because I think Fernando's going to be good all yeah. year. I think he's going to be good. I think Stroll is the linchpin if he continues to be that fifth. Well, you put it in here, splitting them. If he continues to place ahead of Ferraris, can split Mercedes or split Ferraris or whatever, right? They got a shot at being having the dream season, honestly. So. You know, moving forward with Aston Martin, Alonzo put on a masterclass for overtakes uh, this weekend. And I know you and I had a conversation after the race talking about it, but I just want to play out the three big ones because he passed Hamilton twice, but uh, once before the pit stops and once after. But the first one was George Russell. And I know you and I were laughing our butts off on that one because Russell fought him hard. Uh, Russell tried to take it away. It was a yeah. fantastic fight. I mean, and Russell yeah. was clean. Where last year, I think Russell might have run him down in or run him out. Yeah. It was a clean pass. I mean, it was they, it was both ways. It was really good racing. Yeah, and Russell held on as long as he could, but in the end, you know, Alonzo yeah, got him. fast enough. Uh, the next one was that the Hamilton, which I just showed the picture of on the slide at, at the turn 10, and there's really no need to belabor that. It was, it was probably the most unbelievable pass I'd seen uh, in the past few months for sure. And then the last one was signs, which was funny because Alonzo was in the position to pass him at the same part of the track that he passed Hamilton. And I don't know if, if signs had been tipped off by his own pit crew, you know, where they would have said something like Carlos, Hey, watch out for the inside pass on, on turn 10 because signs immediately covered down Yeah. Uh, on turn 10. Now what signs had to do though, it ended up, he had a small lockup. 
So it forced him into a, like a really slow um, apex and off the apex turn, and he didn't have as much traction. And that was the one thing about the Aston Martin that killed me all weekend was how much grip that car had. They had a lot. It did seem like they they didn't have that. It was that on loss rails. Of traction. Their what do they yeah. call it? Their tire their tire degradation was really good. Yes, it was, and we're going to talk about a team that didn't have that in a few. But my other thing about Alonso that I love, and I think this is just the veteran racer in him, and yeah, he's the old guy on the grid, but this guy doesn't just know what's going on around him. He was asking about Stroll. Where is Stroll? What's Stroll doing? Has he been to the pits? Has you know? Is he here? How's he feeling? You know, he his situational awareness of the entire racetrack and the entire team is mind blowing. And to to do that while going 180 to 210 miles an hour yeah. on sharp turns and overtaking cars in traffic when you're setting a foot and a half off the road is amazing, man. These guys are, these guys are good. They are. There's a reason they're the best in the, in the world. There yeah. is definitely and, a reason why they're the best in the world. And that car, we talked about the traction, but the car was tough. There was a couple of different instances of contact, which could have seriously degraded that car's value. Uh, his first one was from his teammate, uh, Lance Stroll rear ended <laughs> him on turn four. Because he uh, he had more traction than the other guys, and the other guys brake checked him up, and then Stroll ran right into the back of of, what did, of Alonso. What did you think? We talked about it on the phone, I think, afterwards, because you were a little bit behind. I watched it yeah. live. You were a couple minutes behind. Yeah. Um, what did you think when he's in the green room or the red room, actually, and uh, and you see he's watching it on the TV, and he's like, "Oh, right when Stroll hits him." I mean, he gets to yeah. watch it from Stroll's angle of the TV pod. I thought that was pretty cool. I, and the weird thing was when they they brought his piped his audio in after that happened. He was like, uh, "Someone made contact with me." <laughs> yeah, it's like someone little, has has made contact with me. Little did he know, right? Yeah, little did he know. But here's another thing, and you don't see this very often in an F1 team with the drivers, where they become tight. You know, I mean, I think you saw it with Gasly and Yuki. Uh, I think you saw it with Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz until yeah. until the the bromance was over when when signs decided to leave but i don't i didn't when i watched the car reveal i didn't get a warm fuzzy from alonzo and stroll at all and you know i think stroll was probably like here great dad brought in another old guy to you know yeah to help me out kind of thing but it was alonzo that was the the bigger man and went to stroll after that race gave him a hug i called him his effing hero for splitting the Mercedes like that. He's yeah. like, you're a rock star, man. Brilliant, man. Yeah. And, you know, misery makes the best company in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of times adversity does too. And both of those two have been through it with different teams. Um, but, you know, I think I think Alonzo earned a friend, at least, in Stroll. And I think Stroll sees the value for the first time in what a team looks like versus I just want to be a world champion. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I, it was. And like I said, I, I really want to see, I'm, I, I'm not an Aston Martin fan. I mean, you, yeah. you know, um, it's not that I, again, you know, that you, it's hard not to like people on here, but so I, I don't have any kind of rooting interest, but it's going to be fun. I think this team is going to be, I said it a minute ago, it's going to be the story of the year yeah. because now they have piqued everyone's interest. Red Bull is not the story of the year. Red Bull's going to win a ton of races. They're going to win the driver and the constructor. They're not the story of the year. And nobody's going to care. They're going to do exactly what everybody thinks they're going to do. 
Right. It's going to be who's racing for two, three, four. Yeah. I think. And seven, eight, nine, ten. You know where that's all going to shake out. Like, I all of the drama is below Red Bull. No one cares anymore about Red Bull. And now it is how high can Aston Martin? Can they hold on and keep this going every week? Can Ferrari? Which I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but can <laughs> what well, just like what's going to happen here? I, because I really this is going to be a fun watch. It's going to be a fun watch. Yeah, and here I, I do want to I do want to do the reality check with Aston Martin real quick. And this is what I was talking about from a yeah. from a technical standpoint. Um, Bahrain is a high downforce circuit. Uh, you have to build a car for maneuverability, even though they have three DRS zones. Because of that, you really don't need a car that's super fast in the straights because if you can get close, you're going to get DRS. Yeah. Uh, but the turns that Bahrain does have, a lot of them are super tight. So you want, you know, a lot of, you want a lot of downforce, right? But you get to Monza and you really only have two super tight, hard braking zones. So for the most part, you're trying to gear that car for as max speed as you can get it. They don't call it the Temple of Speed for nothing. Yep. Those are the types of circuits that Aston Martin, unless they can create an upgrade package, which is definitely within the realm of possibility. Um, they're going to struggle. And I don't mean, when I say struggle, I mean, they might come in four or five if they're, if they're racing well um, on those type of circuits. So Monza is one that comes to mind. Spa comes to mind because there's really only a couple tight spots at Spa. Uh, so, and I can't think of any right offhand. Now they're going to be great at Monaco if, if they can qualify. Because Monaco is all about qualifying. One hundred percent. Actually, if you you're know, not on uh, the front row of Monaco, yeah. there's a ninety percent chance you're not going to win that race. It's a Leclerc's quote is: "If you're not on the front row, you're not winning." No, right? You know, because you, you know, the only way you win is if you make terrible the the people in front of you. Uh, what happened this year or last year make terrible strategy decisions. Yeah. And the only reason it kept Ferrari from winning that race is terrible strategy decisions. Oh, just don't even. Yeah. You're, you're trying to hype me up. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that. that it doesn't. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. It has to be astronomically bad planning for you to win off the front row at Monaco. Right. Uh, anyway, we can. So we anyway, can, to yeah. finish up real quick, if Aston Martin, if asking, if Aston Martin can hold it together and keep their drivers engaged, I think P two is in the realm of possibility, man. I think it's something they can achieve, um, and they showed that this week. Yeah. So anyway. I really think if they, before you, if they, I'm going to be watching them every week because I expect them to score points every week. I expect both cars in the points every week. If they do that, then I think that, that they're going to have a real good shot at P2 because I, Mercedes has shown that they can, they can fall out, especially with this. I mean, they, they have admitted that they were a little overconfident. They've admitted that, um, Hey, what's up, Grimlock? Um, they've admitted that, that the car is not designed right. Ferrari obviously has issues. So I think you're right, man. I think if they can just score points every week, they're going to be okay. I think, I think they're yeah. going to be real good. Anyway, we can move on to Mercedes now, man. Let's, let's do Mercedes, man. And you want to start with this one? Well, I, I don't have a whole lot. I, you know, as a George Russell fan, it was fun to watch them. Um, I really was hoping they would have a little bit more. Um, I thought that they might have a little bit more and it, it's, but it's okay. I, they know they're in an uphill fight. They know yeah. uh, this year is going to be about 
the upgrades package. It's going to be getting, it's going to be about what Toto said, getting rid of the zero pod design, bringing in the new design. Uh, this year is about that to have next year be the year that they're really up there competing again, I think. Yeah. But, and, you know, they showed signs of, of, here's the thing. They came into the weekend completely dejected already, you know? Testing didn't go well. Practice didn't go well. Qualifying didn't go well. They had every reason to crawl in their hole and not do anything, right? Yeah. Um, get complacent and just do what they needed to do. But Russell fought with Alonzo, and that you know that showed that he was hopeful about what they could do. Uh, Ham fought with Alonzo. Um, you yeah. know, then you get to the after the race and you get Russell's post race comment. And while it is absolutely probably accurate, um, it's if a I'm their disheartening. PR spin guy, <laughs> if I'm their PR spin guy, I am literally yanking him by the earlobes, yeah, into the back somewhere, dude. What are you doing? I'd find him probably. You can't uh, say it, Red Bull's gonna win every race, yes, you, can't <laughs> you just stand can't there do in a Mercedes that. shirt. And I mean, that'd yeah. be like standing in Coca-Cola shirt, holding a bottle of Pepsi going, this is the best soda ever, right? I can't believe so, how good it is. It's so yeah. crazy. It's good. They're going to get then, millions of fans. Then you got <laughs> Hamilton. He, he basically turned on the team. And, I mean, I, we all know how Hamilton, I mean, he can be that way sometimes. And For sure. I don't think he means it. He probably doesn't even remember what he said. But, you know, he's one of those guys that was like, you know, we, nothing was working. We've got to go back to the drawing board. Everything was wrong. And I'm obviously paraphrasing, but still, yeah. but that, that okay. was the gist of it. You need sometimes a seven-time world champion to tell you that, hey, we got to be better. Yeah. You know, I think that's okay for yeah. them to say, hey, we got to be better. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, that's like that's like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady telling your offensive line to block better. I mean, it's okay. He He's <laughs> the GOAT for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jay. Ah. The Tifosi want to hear from you. And, and this is going to be such a good, I'm just going to be quiet because I'm, this is all Jay. Jay, tell us about Ferrari and how did it go in Bahrain? All right, folks. Ferrari. Um, okay. As a member of the Tifosi, a proud member of the Tifosi, you know, they've got the entire nation of Ferrari, you know, lapping up the gravy, like some type of Pavlovian pork chop. Right. So, <laughs> We're already fans. I'll give I'll give you a second to look up. If you need a thesaurus, look it up. Oh my um, god! This so guy. we're already fans. High, low, rain, sun. But you miss that. You've got to. You've got. You've got to perform at some point. I mean, we're not going to leave you. We're going to be here. But when you're number one driver. His most famous line is, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's been at least 10 races where that's Leclerc's most famous one-liner. You know, yeah. as opposed to Max Verstappen's one-liners, which are like, it was a very good win for the team, blah, blah, blah. You know, the typical stuff. And for it to be the power unit again, right? And I, I get it, Fred, buddy, I'm not picking on you. I think you were a good hire eventually um and you you walked into a tough spot you walked into a spot where last year that you know the performance wasn't there um but he i mean he's got an uphill battle of uphill battles uh they've got it and it wasn't it wasn't the whole power unit this time so the 
the engine wasn't a failure. It was just an electrical problem within the engine, which might as well be the power unit. As far as I mean, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't care so, what it is. Leclerc was problem number one. Okay, problem number two isn't their fault. That even when the car was running well, they were ten seconds behind Red Bull. So, and Aston Martin had the same problem. To be fair, so basically, you can build a car for for maneuverability, or you can build a car for top speed. You can't do all of it, but Red Bull can. And that's where they have to figure out where that formula is. What did Red Bull figure out? What is the the, the magic secret sauce in that in that RBR car, man? So, um, and nobody else has figured it out. Aston Martin is closer than Ferrari. Would you, I mean, do you disagree with I, me? No, I don't disagree at all. I think Aston Martin stumbled. I think they yeah. stumbled backwards right into the, the yeah, I think they're, they're right, right there. They're right. I mean, there. they are right there. Um, and in fact, remember, if, they get a lot more wind tunnel time than everybody else. The other yeah. three teams, they get yeah, more. Absolutely. I mean, like they're they got a lot going for them this year. Again, they can have they could have the uh, TCU Cinderella year. Yeah, it could happen. It, let's talk. So that's Leclerc. We'll, we'll get that out of the way. Didn't finish the race. Pu problem. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um. Uh, Yes, yes, Carlos yes. Sainz, who's my favorite driver on the Ferrari team. Okay. He's got to get over this conservative streak, man. He's got going that that he doesn't press. It looked like he was on vacation. I and listen, like like Drive to Survive, we got to be careful not to take it out of concept out of context. So, he very well may have the race engineer telling him, "Hey, Cause you know, they do that where they're like, Hey, yeah, we need this lap to be 37. We yeah. need to, you need you at 37 two. Yep. When everybody else is running 30, you know, I mean, Red Bull's running 33 two. Right. And Aston Martin's running 34, 35 two. And you know, they, they had a huge, and that was the other piece of this puzzle. They had a huge tire degradation problem. So I don't know who the tire deg guys are or who are the math guys that get paid to figure this math out so they don't wear out tires, but I don't know where they went to school, but math is math. They got to figure this out. Um, you know, here's uh, just real quickly. What I can't figure out with, F, uh, with Ferrari is they have history. They have the full complement of the budget to use and throw at the car. Yeah. They have, they, again, that you just said it, they have some of the most loyal fans in the world. Yes. So it goes to tell you that the people that work there want to work for Ferrari. They don't, yes. I assume some of them are going to the highest bidder, but some of them is probably a lifelong dream when they got into motorsports. They want to work for Ferrari. How is it that they continue to make, and it's not terrible mistakes in one, it's not like, okay, it's the power unit every time. Yeah. You know, obviously it's something every time it's somewhere else. It's strategy, it's brakes, it's, the power unit, it, it's, man, it's constant. Yeah. It is like a failure across every development team. And sometimes it, it they, blows they my these, mind. These hero heel gambles. And, you know, if you're on top of your food chain and you take a hero and heel or a hero and heel gamble and you fail, I get that. That's fine. For sure. It's fourth and two. You could have kicked the field goal in one by one point, but you wanted to be a, a prick and win by five. So you go for a touchdown or whatever. I get that. And you don't get it understand if you're not here though if you're here then you don't do hero heel gambles man no you take you right? just keep you, you take you the play smart role. yes you play smart 
and they don't do it. They still act like they're a Red Bull, and they're not. And it, it so, pains me to say that. I know we're, 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 here's the deal. I'm not worried about where we're going long or not going long. I just want to talk about the race. Here's my yeah. question. This is off topic. It's not off topic, but it's, it's with Ferrari. It's with Leclerc and Sainz. We can agree. Sainz is my favorite driver on there as well. I think we can agree. He is not ever going to be a championship level driver. He does not have the quote unquote dog in him. You know what I mean? He just yeah, doesn't, he doesn't have, have that the aggressive. Killer, the killer no, at all. Man. Leclerc, I think, can be a championship driver. Yes. My question is, will he get tired of being at Ferrari? Will he get tired of every week something going wrong? Okay, so this is one of those things where I think it gets psychological. Uh, because you got a guy who wanted to drive for Ferrari his whole life, and then he's doing the whole living his life for Jules Bianchi, his, his godfather, who wanted to drive for Ferrari. Okay. And I feel like he won't. I feel like they'd have to fire him to leave Ferrari, no matter how bad it's getting. I mean, but at some point, don't you have to live your dream to be a world champion? And I don't think it's happening there. I think you, I think it does, but I think when he decides to make that decision, it'll be it'll be Danny Rick too late. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. Like it may just be too late. Old. Yeah, that's exactly. I, and I happen. hate that. I hate that for him because I think if he was in Max Verstappen's seat, he's doing the same thing Max is doing. Yeah, I think if he was in. Any others? I mean, I, I think he's as good a driver on the grid as anybody. Yeah. Honest to God, I think he is that good. You can't. He's. I know he's getting paid millions of dollars, and it's stupid to say he's wasting his talent there because he is making a wonderful living and he's driving Ferrari and he can say. But you know what? At some point, you have to make a decision for you. And yeah. I think he is. At some point, he's got to. I think he's going to jump ship. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know how that happens. I don't know where that happens. Maybe he takes uh, – I don't think he takes Hamilton's spot whenever Hamilton decides because Russell's clearly P1 there, I think, or driver one there. Yeah. I don't know where he goes. But I, I hope I hope he gets a chance to actually fight for a championship. Or I hope Ferrari gets it figured out, you know? Yeah. I, but, I mean, yeah, I do – obviously, I hope Ferrari gets it figured out. Um, I'd, I'd like to see a Ferrari-Aston Martin one, too. It's not going to happen this year. Probably no. won't ever, but here we are. It'd be cool. All man. right, man. Let's move on to, yeah, I'm done with that rant. I, I'm sure. just, I, you know. I want you to get that off I'm your just, chest. Yeah, I'm just upset with the whole thing. Um, yeah, and I mean, that's been, a, you've you've had 18 months of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I to Ferrari vans, for the, for the year you guys had last year, to have the first race of the year be the same exact, it's like somebody just played it again. I really did kind of feel for you. I don't really care about Ferrari, but I felt for you a little bit. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, Alfa Romeo, right. though. Let's move into that. So, yeah, my, my, my favorite little closet team, Alfa Romeo. Um, I, I, I don't know why. I've always just loved that team. And and they've been like the the F1 driver, like seed team for so long. Um, and so is Alfa Tower. We'll get to that later. But uh, Boltas, dude, just, I mean, he's not a big name anymore. And nope. have you seen how happy he is? He the does grid, seem man. really happy, man. He's laughing. He's Always got a around. smile. He's got this little faux mullet going. In. I don't even know what that's about. He needs a haircut. But he's happy as a lark, and he's never going to be on the podium again. <laughs> no, but he's just you know, happy to be there, you know? Guy had like 79 podiums with, with Mercedes, and he looked like he was just ready to go jump off the nearest bridge. Never uh, looked happy. Hamilton's number. No. Never now looked he's, happy. Now he's laughing and having a good time. But, you know, and it – it was the Alonzo show and it was the Gasly show and it was the when's Ferrari going to screw up show. And it was the, 
how far can Max Verstappen get ahead? And everybody, nobody looked at, at, at poor Valtteri. And he just charged up the field. At one point, he was in P6. He didn't finish there. I think he finished eighth. Yeah, I think he if finished I'm not eight. mistaken. I didn't but see what still, Joe did. P8 for Aston Martin or for Alpha, Alpha Romeo, rather. Do you remember so where that was, good, um, that was a good finish? Where did Joe Guan Yu finish? Do you remember? I don't remember off the top I, of my I head. I don't, but I'm going to tell you this. That was another one of my favorite fights was the Joe uh, Yuki Nick DeVries for about three yeah. laps where yeah. those three were just fighting going back at and it. forth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, anyway. Alpha Romeo did well. Alpine, you know. Yeah. Moving on to Alpine, I, I I expected more from Esteban Ocon. I don't remember what happened. He had a he had some kind of sensor okay. issue. No, he had a speeding issue. He sped so, on no, pit road. That was no, that was the third issue. The first okay, issue he, was he lined up incorrectly on the grid. That's what it was. He lined up line, incorrectly on the grid. Be, you have to be inside the hashes, right? They call them something yep. else over there, but we we yeah. would call them hashes. And they weren't, they weren't, he wasn't inside the hashes. His tires were clearly, when they showed the line, his were the only ones. Oh, he was to the right of it, for sure. Yes. So he's driving around, he's driving around. And the weird thing was, it was a late call. It was like 10 or 15 laps into the race. Hey, buddy, uh, you got a five-second grid penalty for incorrect lineup on the grid. So he goes around to the pit stops to serve his five-second penalty. And some idiot on his pit crew touched, touched. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. The nose of a car, the car of the of the front wing with a wrench or something. And he pulls out of the pit lane and he gets another penalty, five seconds or whatever. Plus he sped. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't he speed again? He sped out and then like the next time he sped in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He just had a rough race. They decided to just add them all up and serve a 15 second penalty. And then they finally just said, Man, this is over. And yeah. retired the car. But they pulled and the chat when them. you're running around at 17th and you're like, okay, a DNF scores just as many points. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I bet As or I bet Esteban was like, I wish I could just hit the pause button and the race would just keep going. Yeah. Um I mean, he but, basically uh, did. He went and sat in the yeah. in the paddock and watched the race. Well, buddy, let's talk but about But he did get to see Gasly. Who yes. put on a show? Oh wow, thank you. Yeah, Gasly, we did get to put him put on a clinic, man. Gasly gets a fine, a penalty for Something. It was speeding on pit lane in qualifying. So, by the way, this penalty, let's talk about it. It was 100 pounds or euros. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, if if that was America, dude, you know it'd be like a $50,000 penalty. At least. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, it's 100 100 euros. So, he starts P20. And he surgically decimates the other whatever it was 11 spots to get to ninth finishes the race ninth unbelievable drive any other day he would have been driver of the day yep. if we didn't already have two other stars that day uh, but i think he's very under the radar too they didn't yeah, talk about a, it a whole lot immediate impact on if you want to answer the question was hiring pierre gasly a good idea right oh yeah absolutely, absolutely. asked and answered so yeah. uh Let's hold he will be the lead driver there. Yes, and he yeah. may. He was going to be my under or uh, my um, dark horse could win a race, but since yeah. he had won a race before, I didn't think that I should put him on there. You know, that's the reason I didn't put him on there. Um, he he's dark horse one B for me. I think he has a shot if something crazy happens. You know, I mean, yeah. clearly something crazy has to happen. I definitely think he'll See, hit a podium this so. year, though. I think he'll get a podium for sure. I think one of the top five guys would have to go out. 
or maybe take one of the other guys out. But they they have a top four car. They, I think they finished so. up last year top four. I mean, we think so though, but they weren't very good in testing. But they were good yeah. on the track. I mean, clearly he was good on the track because you go to twentieth and ninth, it doesn't happen very often in F one. Yeah, it doesn't. So in fact, the you know the last time it happened was uh, Checo at Bahrain. Yeah, it went from twentieth to win. Yeah, in the same car, right? Yeah. 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 So anyway, craziness there. But uh, Alpha Towery, or no? Let's go to Williams, man. Oh, uh, to me, this made my to heart me happy. the other. Yeah. I love. I, other, I like Williams. I've always liked Williams. Weekend. I don't, but I we'll get to that later. But uh, I still, dude, I recognize solid performance regardless. Um, I even put other than Aston Martin, this was the most impressive team on the grid. Yep. Uh, everybody pegged them for nineteen and twenty. You know, uh, Maddie P1 said Logan Sargent was going to get 20th. Yes. I mean, Will Buxton did say he thought Alex Albin could get 17 or 18 in that area. I, you know, I heard that yep. over the course of the weekend. I heard that. Point. But, um, dude, they did an outstanding job this weekend. And it was uh, it was good to see Logan Sargent. He, you know, he beat out his other. Dude, he was running 10th at Piastri. one point. Yeah. I mean, he was running 10th. I think he finished in 12th, maybe. Yeah, Which I, I get it. It's, not, it's not, not points, but I mean, that gum, your first race, that's a pretty good race, man. Yeah, and a I Williams tell car. You, you know, too old to pretend the driver thing now, but I got to tell you, if I was a chief a team principal and I had a brand new rookie on the grid, you know, like Logan Sargent, I'd just look at him and say, look, man, I just want you to have fun out there today and finish. Yeah. My, my goal is literally finish the race and have don't a good learn. time. Have fun. Learn something yeah. new today. Don't do anything and, stupid. Yep. I thought you he know, did a great job. I was yeah. very, very impressed with him. Yeah, I was too, and I didn't think I would be. Uh, I, I really didn't know either. I mean, I didn't know what to expect from him. And, I, you know, I get a lot of my information from watching those guys, and, and nobody seemed to be expecting anything from him. Yeah. I thought, well, maybe I'm maybe my expectations are too high here. I don't know. But, yeah, I was really, really happy with him. Yeah, it was it was it was a cool deal. But you know who didn't have that great of a day it was Alpha Towery. No. Um Yuki like Williams, I was absolutely impressed with Yuki Sonoda. Okay. Um, I kind of expected more out of DeVries considering his level of talk. Well, he, he is a, he's a yeah. banny rooster, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um you know, Yuki you could tell, man, I, he just wanted that point. He just wanted that one point. Yep. And he finished 11th. Um, he worked hard for it. He worked hard for everything. And he drove like a tested vet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Instead of driving like his pants were on fire. Like out of like control normally, a little bit yes. like he normally does. Yes. Yeah. Even in some situations where he was going around turns, you know, side by wheel to wheel with somebody where, you know, last year even, he would have either turned into him or spun out. He, he held it together and made it around. So really impressive on his part. I, yeah. And I think together, I think that those two could probably improve a little bit this year, but it won't be much. But the team that let me down this weekend a lot. Um, and it's weird because I've never been a huge fan, but they are the American team on the grid. And I actually was a little excited for them. And I still am for this year. Because uh, I really like the driver lineup. I, I, you know, I, I'm a huge Hulkenberg fan. Um, anyway, I, I, you know, the guy's so deserving of a podium. I can't, you know, I don't even know what to say. And and I love K Mag. 
and I love Gunther. Who doesn't love Gunther? But for sure, uh, they have maybe the most likable team on the grid. Yeah, without a doubt. And I, I don't know much about Hulkenberg, but um, I mean, if you like him, I, I, I'll give him a shot. But I, I just I, K Mag ran in twentieth for a long time. Yeah, at I a mean, race just, that he got seventh in last year. I didn't know what was up with that, and I never, man, I didn't get to listen to the post race show, and I actually thought I might watch it tonight. Some of the post race stuff, but no. I didn't hear. He got P5 last year because both of the Red Bulls went out. He was yeah, in P7 right. and both Red Bulls went out. So he ended up P5. I, I didn't, like I said, I haven't got to watch any of the post race. I didn't get to really, other than just the the podium and stuff, I didn't get to watch any right. driver interviews. And I really wondered what what they said about the car. Yeah. Do you remember? They didn't, they no, didn't talk they really a whole lot about it. it. No. They I mean, just, just avoided off. Haas like the plague. And that, that was weird too. But. Hmm. You know, well, we'll so, see a Jetta, I guess, if they do any better. Now, the team that we can just leave this team off, I couldn't care less about them. The team that last year fought for, for fourth place and ultimately lost it to Alpine. Well, two years ago, did get it, right? Yeah. yeah, came in dead last this weekend, and that is the, the McLaren. Uh, I'm gonna F1 tell you, right. racing team, everybody knows where I stand with this team. They could not have been more disappointing if they had tried. Yeah, they were terrible yeah, from start to finish. I Although wonder, oddly I really enough, none of it was Lando's fault. No, and that, that's hard for me to say. But none of it was Lando's fault, and I actually felt for the guy a little bit. This, Lando's going to end. I think he's another Leclerc. I, I don't. I don't think he is Leclerc's yeah. talent level. I. I just don't see that in he's him. Never won a race, but I think he's pretty good. And I also don't think he's going to be at McLaren much longer. Um, I don't either. And his heart I, I is not stuck to McLaren like Leclerc's is to Ferrari. I don't know that anybody's going to be at McLaren much longer. This may be a team that's comp- at summer break. We may be looking at a new team principal. Um, you yeah, said I don't it. Think so. You said um, they're going to finish 10th and Zach Brown's going to get fired. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Dude, they looked like they out of their element completely. They yeah, looked they like they obviously, were. Right- they obviously yeah. designed a really poor car. Uh, Clearly, in, in behind testing, everyone, it was, it was literally melting brakes in winter testing. Which is weird because break. you remember last year they had brake issues. Yeah, you would think you could fix that over the course of twelve months. That was part of the problem that Danny kept having week after week, and you yeah. know he was like, I, I, "I get it, Lando can drive the car, but for me, it won't turn." If you know, yeah, he had a lot of brake. It was brake duct issues. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Um, who was it that kept? Uh, this is off the subject. Was it was it McLaren that kept cooking the front left? Somebody kept locking up their front left tire in that race, and I cannot remember who it was now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That was a squirrel moment. But I remember him saying it on the radio. I keep like, and then the they they left. showed it, and whoever it was just kept locking up the front left. Um, it was Magnuson. That was Haas. Okay, maybe that's what was up with him. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, we don't have to. I mean, I, unless you just want to talk about, I, I really wonder if Oscar uh, regrets his decision. You know, you put on here, Oscar was a was a S show. I really wonder if he if he regrets it. Yeah, and I don't think he does. I think he's still just and it. Man, to be fair, you know, it's one race for sure out of twenty out of twenty three. They have the know. most. Every team on the grid has the most opportunity to rebound than they've ever had. 
if the, if it was you know if it was the 80s and 90s and they still had 16 races this one race would have been huge but with 23 races man you could screw up royally on probably two or three you know what i'm yeah, saying I maybe mean, more i get that but man i'm i'm trying to read body language that you know they they never would put any good expectations out practice right. was terrible qualifying was terrible race was terrible it's like they were from the very beginning nobody ever they were kept saying it nobody was listening we're not going right. to be good we're not going to be good we're not manage expectations we're not going to be good and they delivered on that promise well i mean at least they know how to how to pr spin it and a lot of teams yeah. don't so yeah so man my last thing was looking at the the 2023 season as it stands and you know i put down here red bull could potentially run the table which I think is bad for the sport. And I think you and I both true. agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. But my question is, what is the alternative? You know, and I remember, and I don't remember where he stood on it, but I remember Will Buxton approach, uh, broaching the subject of them talking about reverse qualifying and, and stuff like that. And so my, you know, and, and I'll, and I'll posit this question to anybody watching or listening to the, to the show right now. What's the alternative? Um, do we do we do do we test out like they did with sprints at a few races, reverse qualifying? Man, all that is is manufactured drama. It we is, all know we all know what the it. race is. I know, but we all know what the race is for. We all know yeah. that if you qualify first, you should start first. And yet, sometimes it sucks because one team nails it. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's sometimes it sucks, man. One team just gets everything right and they lap the field, and that stinks. But are we really going to penalize the team that got everything right to manufacture some drama for TV ratings? That's not what yeah, the sport's and, built on. That's not and, what it's for. And Chad, I agree with you, man. I'm rousing yeah. rabbles right now. I for sure. absolutely, absolutely think, you know, you and I both come from an era where you didn't get trophies for last place. Absolutely not. So either you put in the work or you get lucky. Either way, everybody else is just going to have to deal with it. Figure it out. So, yeah. And what did like, what did Christian Horner say last year? Build a better fucking car. Yeah, build a car. Yeah, build a better car. Build a better um, car. Everybody else build a know, better car. And everybody in that room, you know, Toto was sitting there, and everybody in that room had to watch him decimate them for eight years. Yeah, you know, so they they're not gonna feel sorry for you, guy, at all. No, and they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. You know? Uh, it sucks. Um, you're right. I mean, and, and it if, does. You're not, if you're not Red Bull right now, it's it's a, it's a horrible place to be. But, but again, you know, I said it earlier. I said it as a Mercedes fan this year for us, for as a George yeah. Russell fan, you need to figure out what your what your goal is for your team. If you're a Red yeah. Bull fan, dude, enjoy this year because it's going to be fun. Yeah. If you're an Aston Martin fan, it's about can Lance Stroll take a step forward? Can your car be good? At the, at the other tracks, can you get P2? If you're a Ferrari fan, can we find some kind of reliability every week and consistency every week? Yeah. If you're a Mercedes fan, how does the um, the upgrade package work? How do we do with when we get our pod stuff figured out? How do we, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Alpine, how, how do we do when both drivers are in sync? Can we be a top three, four, five car? Every one of these teams has something to fight for and you have something to watch for. Uh, can yeah. we give Chad some props right there? He just did a whole thing right there all by himself. It was brilliant. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was a, a poignant breakdown of those was, 16s. <laughs> I mean, like, but there's so much to watch that's not just who won the race. Yeah. That's what I think I love about F1 the most. 
is that there's, and I finally figured it out last year, is there's so much more to watching the race than just seeing who wins. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And it took me a long time because NASCAR is not that way. You know, no, and as I grew up as a NASCAR fan, missing. is is you just watch to see who won the race and who didn't win the race, and and you didn't care about much else. And yeah. and F one is a completely different entity because of that, and it's yeah. something that I have grown to love. Like, anyway, sorry, got off on yeah, a you thing won't, there. You won't see NASCAR, and they'll do it occasionally. Flash to the middle of the field for maybe a quarter of a lap, or only if an incident occurs. Yeah. F1 will follow the 15th, 16th, 17th car on the grid out of 20 for 10, 15 laps because they're duking it out. Because they know that's the best racing on the on yes. the TV. Very in any racing, it's very rare that the front of the field is the best racing. Yeah, you know, because you usually have one or two or three cars that figure it out. And NASCAR is the same way. You go to an oval track, and and the guy has yeah. a, a three second lead in NASCAR is equivalent to a 10 second lead in F1. It's right. the same thing. The the guy in second's not catching them. You know what I mean? Like it it, it just is. But I don't know. I, I just there's I, so much more to watch in F one than just just who wins. And I, I think people need to realize that and not get caught up in in Max Verstappen winning by twenty five seconds. Yeah, and here's the thing too. <clears throat> you know, NASCAR is their own version of team principles, and, and you know I get that. But you ask even the car that that averages forty second, forty third place every week, they're trying to win the championship. Absolutely. They're absolutely trying to win. And that's, I, I get it. That's the American way, right? Yep. You ask Gunther Steiner, who's, who are you racing this week? They're not going to say they're racing Red Bull. They know better. They set no. realistic expectations. Hey, we're racing McLaren and Alpine this week. And we're hoping we beat Alpha Tower because we should. Yeah. They know what their car can do. And they know what their car can't do. And they know what their drivers can and can't do. And they set realistic expectations. So they're only ever racing the team that's in front of them typically and the team that's behind them. And you, another another point on the race inside the race is something else for Aston Martin. And and maybe I'm completely wrong here. And you you for sure can then bring me down a peg. I don't care. And tell me I'm wrong. I don't I mind. But, Why would I do that? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying I may be wrong here. You know what yeah. I mean? But I mean, for for somebody like Aston Martin this year, right? If they can find a way to hit P2, yeah, right? We know how good that car is. If they find a way to hit P2 and you get that prize money, yeah, and you which get they don't need, which they don't, whatever you know what I mean, yeah. but you get it. But you've now, now you have another whole year to get your car a little closer to that Red Bull. Yeah. I, I, so, the, for me, the big thing is can they take that step this year? And then if they do, if they get to two this year, could we have a completely different battle than we inspected next year? Oh, absolutely. You know? And the other so, piece is if they get P2, that'll be considered one of the biggest coups in F1 history. I mean, and I think that I don't know how it is shocked you know? after one race, but I mean, I realize I keep telling myself it's one race, just like you said earlier, it's yeah. one race, but I mean, and you know what? We, I may have got mine completely wrong. It, it may be Aston Martin two, Mercedes three. Because I yeah. really think their their package is coming, and they're I think they're going to be pretty good. I just I, I don't like Total Wolf, but I think the dude is a cutthroat winner, and I don't think he's going to let allow his team to middle around for long. Yeah. I just don't I don't think he's going to let them do it. So yeah. it's one of the things I have uh, to look forward to as a George Russell fan. So anyway, that's true. 
Are we well, ready to listen, move into? We're running long. Of so course my, we are. We can we, go, we'll go podiums and back markers. Okay, you want to go podiums and back markers? I'm just yeah, going to chill. I'm I'm going to hope that Will over there at 105.3 uh, ESPN. First off, thanks to him for letting us be on the air. But I'm just going to tell him this show is going to run a little long. So I hope that he just airs the whole thing is what I'm hoping for. I'm going to I'm going to sell us as sometimes our show is going to be long, Jay. And sometimes we have a lot to talk about like we did this week. So it's weird. We only talked about one topic this week, and but it was huge. There was so could, much. I, we could so, keep as talking the Brits about it. Would say, there was so much data this weekend. <laughs> well, I could keep talking about it. I mean, I'm not done now. Yeah. You're Usually it's me kind of moving the show along. You're like, all right, Chad, we got to quit talking F1. Let's move into something else. Yeah. Um, so we'll do the prime, podiums and back markers brought to you by Prime Shrimp. Go to primeshrimp.com. Use code word fuel. Dude, that reminds me. I've still got like for, four boxes left. I got to eat some of that this weekend. I, I, I was going to eat some tonight, and I just wasn't feeling it tonight. Yeah, um, fish late at night. PrimeShrimp.com, code word FuelPod, 25% off your first order. It is really good. It's really easy. Yes. It is perfect. Um, I could see where it would be perfect for single guy running in, throwing it in a pot of boiling water. It is yep. perfect for me, dad of four kids, where I don't have a lot of time. Throw it in there. Forget about it. Come back 10 minutes later, and it's perfect. Best invention since Tide Pods. <laughs> Tons of flavor. <laughs> um, very good. Fresh tasting shrimp. Like, seriously, I'm not trying to oversell it. It is a good product. So go try it. Use code word FuelPod. It helps us out. Um, and help the people that help us kind of thing. So anyway, yes, with that being said, podiums and bat markers. And Jay, I messed up on this. I, I made this little um, thing here because I thought tomorrow was St. Patrick's Day. And in case you're wow. wondering, tomorrow is not St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> so no, you're a week I think, early. I think I got you first. So this should be your oh. podium number three. Okay. Is that correct? So my podium, yes, that is absolutely correct. So my podium, whoa, you just went to my number two. So my number Sorry. three is, and I'm going to keep it short, Pierre Gasly, 20th to 9th. I think it's enough said. Great yep. job, Pierre, especially on your debut with Alpine. Second stroll, the unsung hero of Aston Martin's. Alonzo got all the props, but he split up the Mercedes, which in Formula One is a big deal when you can split a team up for the guy in front. So good job, Mr. Stroll. And last but not least, the man with the plan in the pocket comb, Fernando Alonzo, 41 years old, still chugging along and doing great. So that was my podium, Um. man. And mine is relatively similar. And this was all supposed to play. There's supposed to be a video there. So I apologize to everybody there watching. And if you're not watching, you're not seeing um, Logan Sargent standing yeah. there, who's my number three. I was very impressed with his first drive. Um, I'm, I think he's going to score points this year. Um, I, I was really excited for them. I think they got a good car, and I, I think he's going to do okay. I think I think he may be – man, he may be the next really good racer in F1. Not not the next, but maybe the next after that. You know what I mean? Um, number two, Pierre Gasly yeah. for the everything you said before. And number one, Fernando Alonso, because he is a stud. Everybody wants to be all the men. Yeah. Uh, women love him and men want to be him. So that knocks out our yeah. podiums. Jay, I don't have a slideshow for our back markers because who really cares? We don't need a back marker slideshow. Give us your top three, your bottom Just three. Show a toilet full of poo and call it a day. Um, so my uh, my number three is Ferrari's electronics and tire deck guys. I, I'm I'm doubting that that's their title. Um, Probably not. You know, 
So yeah, probably so something like super official. Wiley Coyote right now. My name is Mud. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're those guys. Uh, number two is McLaren. The whole team. The whole team. They need to take yeah. the whole team back to the drawing board. And uh, number one is Ocon's pit crew. Obviously, I had a problem with the people in the paddock this week because I really you did feel have a like with people in the I didn't paddock. realize it until just now. All three of my back markers are are paddock people. Uh, so Ocon's pit crew, wow, just be bonehead mistake. Yeah, be better. Be better. Ocon's pit That's crew, exactly right. Be yeah. better. So that was mine. Mine is super Chad, super really. simple. In third place, McLaren. Why? Because they're not very good. In second place, I I took a leap here, and I'm going to go with McLaren because they had a driver that made it 16 laps, and that's terrible. And yeah. my number one back marker of the week, again, I'm going with McLaren because they had a driver that had to get something aired up on the side of their car every five seconds. And for God's sakes, I just kind of want them to fire everybody. So that's my back yeah. markers. I just don't like McLaren. Um, are we going to jump to the NASCAR minute or do you want to do Indy St. Yeah. Pete or I, do, I'm fine yeah, with whatever, just, man. Let's let just do a quick, I'll do a quick blurb on Indy St. Pete. Sure. We don't, I'll be fair. I can't uh, wait to watch this. Pod doesn't watch a lot of, of IndyCar, but you know, I decided to watch the Indy St. Pete this weekend. Um, mainly cause Roman Grosjean qualified up front and I like, I like following his career since he's left formula one. Um, really good race. Uh, from Roman right up until the point where he got ran into the wall. Uh, but the biggest familiar. thing about this race is that track, it wasn't him this time, though. He got ran oh, into the wall. Oh, sorry. Yeah, ruined his race, ruined the car. Michael Andretti lost all four of his cars this weekend. Jeez, that's a tough paycheck loss. That was the filthiest, and I don't know if Mikey watched it or not, and maybe he can tell talk about it as well, but that was the filthiest, dirtiest track I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it looked like a local municipal uh, hard hard service track yeah um there were two or three instances of cars going completely airborne that's crazy i've got to watch and, these you sent me the highlights i gotta watch yeah. them i gotta check it out um and the weird thing about a you know indy cars or an f1 car they don't have a suspension so imagine going up in the air and then the tail end of that car is slamming down without a suspension there's no I, best you're hitting it's gotta like a hurt a little bit yeah it's gotta hurt a yeah. little bit so anyway, that happened two or three times. The car just went over the top of another car and just went flying, Dukes of Hazard style. So it was a it was a crazy carnage infested race. So that, that's really all I had on it. Go watch. There's a 15 minute highlight video you can watch if you have Peacock. You can go back and watch the race. So I will. I think Jay sent me the highlights. If I can remember when I do the rundown stuff or the um, the upload onto our podcast um, platform, which is Anchor. Uh, speaking of anchor, hold on. What's something we never say? I'll put that in there and I'll link to it so you can go watch it. Um, something about anchor, you can now subscribe and help us out a little bit. Um, we're, we're working on what we're bringing to our subscribers. We're working on uh, behind the scenes stuff where you videos of us getting ready for the show. Our racing career is going to be on there. Our, our whenever we race because Jay never wants to race with me. Whenever we get a chance to race. Uh, we'll have those videos. It'll be live on Twitch. So yeah, you can watch it live, but if you want to go back and watch it again, or you want to see, watch Jay's live and then see what mine looked like, you can watch it. We'll have those. We're going to put those on our YouTube uh, playlist that is for subscribers only. So that's kind of cool. Um, we're going to be down at Texas Motor Speedway here in a couple weeks. 
uh, we'll, we'll probably take video. I'm sure we'll take video and it'll be live while we're doing it, but then it's going to go on that unlisted playlist so you can go back and watch it, you know? So if you That's cool. have a chance, want to help the show out, go to the subscriber page. It's on anchor, anchor.com. So, and then just search for fuel pod. Or if you're on Apple podcast, it'll, it'll be a link to our show website. It, it's on there is where you would do all that. And, and then Jay has worked really hard on our Etsy store and has developed and, and made some really cool stuff. And another way to help us out is to buy merch. Um, so if you, you want to you rock some fuel pod stuff, so feel free to, to check that out. Um, he has done a good job. The website is on the bottom of the screen. Here's some stuff that he has made. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Every team color and 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 logo and all kinds of, of really cool stuff. So, where was I going with all that? The NASCAR Minute? Is that where I'm at? Yes, you were heading to the NASCAR Minute. All right, it's time for the NASCAR Minute. It's time for the NASCAR Minute. Oh, oh, right now. Break it up. All right, man. I, I don't have a whole lot for the NASCAR a minute, but since we record, you know, we, we do our live show every Thursday night, 9 p.m., be here every week. Uh, the Friday after that last week, Chase Elliott got hurt in a snowboarding incident in Colorado. And I didn't Dude, know that. What is- what is up with this? Okay, so yeah. first we had Jeremy Renner get run over by his own snowplow. Yep. And then, of course, we had the tragedy of losing a motorsport legend in Ken Block with a, with a snowmobile disaster. Yep. And now we've got a championship contending NASCAR. They're going to have to do what the NFL did with these, the players and motorcycles. Yeah. Saying well, that, did, listen, we're not giving, you have to agree that you won't do anything in the snow. And, and isn't Lance Stroll, his was a cycling issue, but was it mountain biking? Yeah, which is oh, weird, by the way, because kind of the you, know who else had a, you know who else had a a mountain biking uh, accident that cost him part of the season or who? cost him a race or part of the season? Fernando Alonso, his teammate. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So just another Thank way you. for those two to bond over that. You know, that's kind of cool. So, he, the, so anyway, he's going to miss a couple more races, at least two more. Who knows after that? William Byron wins Vegas. I did not watch any of this race. I'm going to be honest. I, I was on the road and, and I know Kyle Bush, who I kind of predicted to have a really good race, f- did not finish in the top 10. And I did not dig into where he finished at. Um, but William Byron gets the win. I thought he retired. He may huh. have retired. That's and weird. next week is Phoenix in the, in the marathon season. That is NASCAR. Next week is Phoenix at two 30 central on Fox. And just a real cool little, piece of, of, of stuff, news, whatever. The Martinsville Hell Melon, Martinsville Hell Melon Wall has Probably officially been removed. That's hail. 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 That's hard. Hail Melon. melon. Uh, yeah. Has been removed. And Ross Chastain, Chastain, good Lord, it's getting late because I can't talk. Ross Chastain was on hand to help with the teardown. Uh, he got some pictures, you know, where he's in the hard hat with the sledgehammer. It was a cool moment. I thought that was neat. Anyway. You That's mean they NASCAR. tore? They physically tore the wall down. They physically tore the wall down. I don't know what they're doing. I guess remodels or whatever. But uh, yeah, they physically tore the wall down. What if he took a piece of concrete with him? Surely. Well, you know, it's this. It's not concrete. It's that state. Well, I don't know. Is it concrete? Is the wall concrete? I don't. I don't care what it's made out of. They should have given him a chunk and mounted. Surely it, you know, he did. I'm sure stand. he did. Yeah. 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 For sure. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, cool moment. I mean, it's NASCAR history. Some of that's got to go in the uh, Hall of Fame in Charlotte, I would think. Because, again, NASCAR history. Even if they don't like it and they made a rule against it, it's still pretty darn cool. Yeah. All right, man. That's all for my NASCAR Minute. You got any fuel pod news? Yeah, the only one I really want to mention since we're we're really long on time is Connor Moore, one of our favorite F1 personalities on YouTube. He does impressions, and he's got his new 2023 post-Bahrain impression thing, and it was absolutely brilliant. It was fantastic. Especially the Fred Vassar where he wore the bald cap with the, yes, with the, the stuff hair. on the side. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yes, it was wonderful. Um, that's all I had, man. Besides, I'll tell you what, man. I want to say thank you to everybody that's been watching and listening to the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're you're you know, I know this is cliche, but you're the, you're the people that keep us going. Uh, we enjoy doing this. I know it it really helps alleviate some stress for us because we both work regular jobs. Uh, so we're just doing this in our free for time. Fun. It's for fun. Very, very, yeah. And we do very have a good self, time. So. Yeah. Um, all right. So the, 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 the asking for follows, follow us on Twitter, chat H six one zero. J Neil seven twenty nine. Follow us on Twitch, chat H six one zero. J Neil seven twenty nine. You know, and if you're going to follow somebody on Twitch, if you're, if you, if you're like sitting there and you're like, I can only follow one more person. I can't follow both of you. Follow Jay. Jay puts up a lot. No, Jay puts up a lot of content. I don't put up a lot. I, I've, I usually get in there and sit down and start racing and forget what I'm doing. And I wreck and then I start over and wreck and then a DNF and I forget to start my stream. So usually the only stuff you're going to get from me, and I'm not trying to ask you not to subscribe, but the, usually the only stuff you're going to get from me is when Jay and I do our dual career on F1 2022. Um, but so if you only choose one, choose Jay. Because he's got a lot of content, a lot of different games. It's a lot of fun yeah. to watch. Plus, I, I've reached an age, man, where I don't care whether it's good or bad. You just put whether it on I there. wipe out or not. I came in 20th at Abu Dhabi. Of course, I'd already won the, the Drivers' Championship, and I just didn't care. And, and I was streaming it, and it ended up being up there for a whole day before I decided, now this was terrible. But <laughs> good or bad, I'll put it up there. If you're on Discord and you're just looking for a place to talk motorsports, find our Discord, Fuel yeah. Podcast. Fuel pod. Which one is it? It's just fuel pod. Okay, it's fuel pod. And so just look for fuel pod. And they just updated Discord. I know I'm just rambling on. We're at an hour and yeah. 20 minutes. They, they've updated Discord to where now you can chat through your PS5. So if you want to get on a voice chat while Jay and I are racing our race, we can do that. We can talk. You yeah. can how terrible we are. You can be watching our stream and tell us how bad we are. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Mike doing that. So anyway. I'm hoping we get a chance to do that and get to get a conversation started with everybody. Jay, it's been a wonderful night. It's been a lot of fun. As you said, I think this episode was gold. Um, thank you all out there for listening. We've had quite a few listeners and and viewers on, on our stream tonight. So I appreciate everybody being on here and we will see you next week. Right, Jay? Yes. Next week. Episode 42. See you guys. Thank you.